It is Sunday, March the 11th, 2018. And this is the Tech Petition Podcast. How's it going, man? Oh, man, it's going quite well, sir. Quite well. What you been up to, man? Ah, same old, man. Same Same old, old, same old. Same old stuff. Nothing going down in the KC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, um, may have some new new facility soon for oh, yeah 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 we're, we're looking into moving so still in kansas city right yeah yeah still in kansas city just of just a few miles down the road from where we are now but hopefully i'll have a dedicated space as you can see right now i'm in a, a bedroom <laughs> but um if all goes to plan i'll have a nice basement to do all of my uh extra extracurricular technology the man yeah. cave yeah, I'm reluctant to call it a man cave, but <laughs> call it yeah, the man cave. Pretty man. much it's the man cave. Pretty much, that's been my dream for some time now is to have a man cave. So, no, nah, dude. Uh, actually, I was at the uh, Mississippi Anime Fest on yesterday. Which was, oh, you went? Yeah, it was quite interesting. Quite interesting. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go as like me or anything. I just went to check it out as a fan. Yeah. Which I think, man, I'm so out of it on what's hot in anime right now i didn't know any of the references the characters it's just like i'm stuck in the 90s <laughs> yeah it's it's funny with me because like like and i even hate to admit this because i love anime so much but like anime cons freaking weird me out man like, <laughs> <How> so <laughs> they just weird me out like the cosplaying and not necessarily the cosplaying but like most of it's just ba- it's just so bad I don't know, man. But, the but, cosplay was, was know, pretty awesome. But I know that most people that do that put a whole lot of work into it. So, like, I'm not trying to poop on what they're doing, but it's, I don't know. It's just not, I guess it's just not for me. Um, I've submitted some music videos to, like, um, Anime Weekend Atlanta, which is, like, the huge one in Georgia. Ah. Um, and I've always wanted to go to Otacon. But we have a few here. We actually had one a couple weekends ago, but it's... Uh, my wife's like eight months pregnant, so it's really hard for me to get away right now. So, um, you know, maybe sometime in the near future, I'll be able to hit one. Yeah, man, I but I, I I definitely need to get caught up on all the anime happenings and, you know, all these new shows that I haven't even, you know, seen. Oh, yeah, all. man. But like, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. It was fun. And I, I actually love the cosplay. I love seeing it. So I don't know. <laughs> There's so much, which I mean, cosplay to me, that's not really an anime thing. Yeah, true. I mean, any of the comic book, you know, comic cons, they're going to have people cosplaying. So, and it weirds me out there too. So, yeah, man, I, it's just a personal thing, I guess. And plus, now, man, it's like, like it's like more Overwatch stuff than anything. Like people love the freaking characters in Overwatch. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, Overwatch gets a lot of love. So, shall we jump to it? Yeah, man, let's talk some tech, dude. Cool. It's I feel like it's been so long. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Let me pull up my Slack here. Uh, what we got first? You want to take this first one? Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Something about big rigs. Oh, yeah, Waymo. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Waymo, Alphabet self-driving tech company. Announced a pilot program located in Atlanta, Georgia, to test its autonomous technology. Uh, beginning next week, the test will focus on, well, I guess technically this week now, the test will focus on self-driving trucks and will begin hauling cargo to Google's data centers. 
So that is pretty darn interesting. Um, of course, these cabs are going to have drivers to 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 back it up in case anything goes wrong. But yeah, man, it's kind of cool to see how driverless technology is actually seems like pretty soon is going to start impacting um, some of the cargo based um, 18 wheeler drivers and stuff like that going forward. Yeah, the thing that freaks me out about this is just my my anime. Speaking of anime, like Ghost in the Shell, they have all these servant bots and like somebody <laughs> hacks. Like at the beginning of Ghost in the Shell, and then I think they even did a live action movie. Like somebody hacks all the servant bots and they just start killing people. Oh and man, yeah, like that. I just that, I feel like there's so much that could go wrong with this, but it is cool and I'm excited about it. It's just a part of me is just like, yeah. mm. like I don't know what would be worse. Driving alongside a big rig <laughs> with nobody in there, or being the guy that's sitting in the big rig not driving in yeah. case something goes wrong. Like I feel like both of those are equally scary. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I I know it's definitely a cultural thing that we have to, and maybe cultural is not the word, but it's something that we're going to have to look past to. You know, we're used to seeing humans doing these things and we, we have yeah. very much a, we have more len- leniency on a human making a mistake than a computer making a mistake. Cause you know, it's like the computer make, makes a mistake. We want, we're like, okay, no more computers. We're going to throw those out. We're just going to, you know, we don't want to have it anymore. Cause I was going to take us for the first computer slash driverless car to kill somebody. And then, you know, it's going to be all off the table, which is going to happen, folks. It's, it's going to happen eventually. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's the same thing with like automated flight and yeah. I just feel like there's a degree of, you know, a degree of um comfort that you get from knowing that there's a human there. Yeah. As opposed to just being completely automated. So, I don't know, maybe maybe as the time as the generations unfold, we will become more used to things like this and it won't be as big a deal. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> cool. Um so, you want to move right down the line. Yeah, um so Ars Technica is reporting dig dig once rule yeah, crying yeah, yeah, I'll take this one before we Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so um the there are laws that are trying to be passed that are gonna mandate and it's a federal thing to mandate a dig dig once. And uh just to explain the dig once rule, it could vastly increase the deployment of fiber uh, for various, okay, let me just back up a little bit. When we do construction for certain reasons, and it's a federally mandated construction project to where we're like, you know, building a bridge or, um, redoing a road, digging up something, put a road down. They're trying to pass this federal law to where you have to put in fiber conduit with that dig and th- that's what the whole dig what wants comes from and the purpose of that is is so we can easy it'll be easier to roll out uh fiber in- infrastructure going forward because i mean it makes no sense that we're doing all this construction to put in new roads and then we have to have the technology companies come behind and you know basically spend that same money again to dig to to get this conduit for for fiber built so it makes sense that we would, you know, while we're already doing it, go ahead and put the conduit down to where when the company comes through, they can just run their fiber through these through these um, plastic tubes. And, you know, we have fiber in, in that area. So yeah, I, that's like pretty awesome because, you know, I can see how this could help, especially in rural areas where 
you know, a company is not going to go tearing up the road to lay fiber. I mean, but if the condom was already there, then they can just, I guess they would just push it through. The tube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how they would do it, but at least they wouldn't have to dig up and repair roads and all that other good stuff. So, yeah, I would yeah. definitely, I would definitely want this to um, trickle down to some, some, some state, some state mandate as well to when we do state projects, we do it as well. But, but right now it looks like it's only going to be at the federal level. I mean, you got to start somewhere. So yeah. I, I think that's a really, really cool, cool rule. Yeah. So, sir, let me ask you, how often do you attempt to repair your technology besides the computer you've built? Of course, you know, um, but define repair. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Well, I mean? well, I mean, in the sense of, um, just take the iPhone, for example. I've had many iPhones over the years. You have an iPhone, the button stops working. It's basically useless. The screen yeah. gets cracked. <laughs> so I know it's with different devices, there's a certain amount of repairability that comes with that device. And, yeah. and um, according to this, well, there's recently a Cal- California law that came out. But there's 18 states up to this point that are trying to pass laws that, that should that should make devices more repairable to a certain extent. And I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this. Should we be able to replace a battery? Uh, yeah, we should be able to replace a battery. But to me, as these devices become more and more specialized, smaller, tighter, I think it's just almost impossible to, to do the same. Yeah. So, I mean, I have an iPhone, like you said, I have an iPhone 10 and, you know, as far as iPhones go, and even Androids to a certain extent, even though, yeah, I know, Kyle, you can only pretty much replace <laughs> the battery in Androids, is when the phone breaks to fix it, you buy a new one. Like, that's pretty much what you do. Yeah. But, you know, like, and the thing is, like, I, the first uh, Android phone that I ever got, it was a HTC, I can't remember. It was HTC, whatchamacallit. But anyway, I broke the, sc- I broke the screen on it, right? And... Um, I went on eBay and I bought one of these screen repair kits and to replace the screen, I basically had to destroy my phone <laughs> and it came with like all these little glue strips, like these double sided tape pieces of tape where yeah. you could actually tape it back together. But the phone was never the same. Like dust was get, oh, would get inside the screen man. and That's you know, horrible. like it's to the point now to where like, if you want a phone where you can replace a battery, like you have that choice. Like there are plenty of Android phones that, you know, you're not, you're definitely not going to buy an iPhone. Yeah. But if that's what you want, you know, you have the choice now. I don't, me personally, I don't see any need to like make this a government mandate. Um, I feel like this is one of the things where like it kind of sorts itself out in the market. And the other thing is these devices are so small yeah. that like no, no regular person is going to be able to fix this. <laughs> Like, even if they, like, had a lever on here where you could pop it open, where you didn't have yeah. to pry it apart, like, no no regular, untechnical person is going to be able to fix that phone anyway. So. I mean, well, it, it, well that, that same thing even extends to repair. I think this law extends to repair companies as well, because as you will know with the latest, well, maybe a few iPhones back, they started doing this thing where you couldn't replace the home button because of the secure enclave or something was attached to it. So if you like try to replace it, it destroy the phone. Oh, so you just couldn't replace it. You couldn't period. even even oh, even like okay. the third party repair companies couldn't fix it legitly because the because oh, wow. of the secure enclave. So I mean, I that. So, so yeah, just things like that. I mean, is it going to be? 
are the, are we going to be able to repair every facet of our phone? No, but I do think in the cases to where it's applicable, I think we should be able to replace some things. If not us, at least a repair Somebody. company down the yeah 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 some a repair company down the street. It and I know what is it? I fix it. They do like a repairability score with every device that comes out. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this again. Like you said, I don't think it should be like federally mandated or or I guess these are states passing the laws, but it's just weird. <laughs> Yeah, I like, you know, I, I kind of feel like technology, maybe how like some gun enthusiasts feel about guns. Like, I don't want <laughs> I don't want the government in too deep on technology because like some of this stuff, you know, if you do something that people don't like, they're just not going to buy your product. You know, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that's one of those things where like if Apple came out with something, some crazy rule on a new iPhone where, you know, it, don't, it was only good for a year and you had to subscribe to it or just some ridiculous thing, you know, people aren't, they're just not going to buy it. You know, yeah. it's like that, that, we don't need a law for this, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. As we will know, it all it takes is a few things for a company to be knocked off the totem pole and, you know, yeah. somebody comes in. And they leave my phone to go to Android, which is a superior device. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like people are bu- <laughs> people are busting at the bit to like down companies for like injustices now. So like it's like you would be crazy to step too far out of the box. Yeah, because if you do, you're gonna get vilified. So that's true. Again, like I don't think the law is necessary, but I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that even if you had the parts, you couldn't fix the home button. Like that's kind of messed up. But yeah. And and for me, like every iPhone I've ever owned, every single one of them, I've broken. <laughs> I've cracked every screen. I've owned probably three iPhones. I've cracked the screen on all of them. And I've tried to fix some of them, and I was never able to do it myself. So, eh, yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say about the iPhone, though, like if you do break the screen, a lot of people don't notice. So if you have an iPhone, this is a 10. It's Ooh, pretty awesome. I never pretty, really talked. I never really talked about it before on the cast, but yeah, I went to the dark side. AT and T had a buy one get one free, so me and my wife got iPhone ten. But anyway, the thing I like about the iPhone is if you do break the screen, all you have to do is take it to the Apple Store and pay a hundred bucks, and it'll fix it. And I mean, that's you can't really ask for anything much. You know, if you go to iFixit or whatever, one of these other repair companies, they're going to charge you probably more than that. So yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, that's one thing I will say about the iPhones is like, you can pay a hundred bucks and you're probably going to spend half that. If you buy the screen off eBay anyway. Yeah. So you might as well take it to the source and get it repaired. Man. I mean, it added to the fact that these things are upwards of a thousand bucks now for a phone. It's just, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I will just say this as well before we move on that I am not a iPhone or Android purist. Like if my brother knows, like I jump back and forth. It just depends on how I feel at that particular time when my cell phone renewal was up because I've jumped from Android. Well, I was a black, I was a hardcore Blackberry person and like I never wanted a touch screen because it just didn't, it, it didn't feel right. But I, I bought that HTC Desire or something. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then from then on, I was just jumping back and forth. Um, but yeah, like you, I, I I cracked my fair share of iPhone screens. So, yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, moving right along, uh, 
So Oculus Rift or Oculus, the f- company owned by Facebook, had a few problems um, this uh-huh. past week. Uh, Oculus Rift headsets stopped working on March 7th thanks to an expired security certificate, causing part of Rift app to crash and prevent access to its VR software. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. They've already issued a fix for this, but I still want to bring it up uh, as a web developer slash developer period. I, I've i seen instances yeah. to where... <laughs> You know, I've seen this happen in production where a certificate fails and then you just start having problems. Yeah. But, but, you know, by the same token, I mean, this is Facebook here. I mean, they shouldn't let this happen. So, I don't know. Yeah. I have, I too have been party to expired certificates bringing <laughs> down infrastructure. And it is never fun when you get the call or the question from like non IT person. It's like, why didn't you guys know about this? And that's what I'm asking <laughs> Facebook. Like, how did you not know your search were expiring? Like, yeah, this is like, this is like one oh one right here. Like, uh. yeah. but yeah, one thing I will say is I understand because it like this happened to me before or not me, but uh, IT organizations where I was working, this happened. So it can happen, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, so I mean, preventable. Yeah, especially when you have like so many moving parts or so many people involved in getting this stuff authorized and set up and all it takes. Well, honestly, it should be going to more than one person, but it just takes one person missing a notification or something and you're screwed. Yeah. So, yeah. Palmer Lucky's somewhere like sipping a, <laughs> sipping a latte and with his feet kicked up and chuckling to himself. I don't blame him, man. That, that money. <laughs> he got, he got well paid. Well paid, yeah. sir. Yeah, paid, son. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's keep going. Oh, yeah. So um, I know you guys have heard me talk about FreeSync before. Um, basically, it's adaptive sync. Um, if you play a lot of PC, this doesn't happen as much on console games because most console games are locked. So basically with console games, what happens is they find out the settings and everything to make the game run at a constant frame rate, and they pretty much lock the frame rate. Um, it can dip but it can't go above that. Um, but in PC games, there's so many variables that, you know, you can do, you can do vertical sync, which locks your um, refresh rate. But the thing about vertical sync is um, it introduced input lag. So you're not, your, your character or your gun or whatever kind of game you're playing. It's not as responsible, responsible, it's not as responsive at it as it could be. Um, so now in PC gaming, there's something called adaptive sync, and G-Sync and FreeSync. So FreeSync is the AMD solution. G-Sync is the um, NVIDIA solution. And basically what they do is there's no input lag and there's no tearing or, you know, so you get, basically it dumps the frame buffer of your video card instead of your monitor just updating, Uh you know, just kind of like a dumb update, like 144 or 60 or however, whatever your refresh rate is, let's say 75 frames a second, whereas normally the monitor is just like, it's drawing those 75 frames, whether it has something new from the computer or not. It basically locks that refresh rate to your video card's frame buffer, and you only get a new frame to your monitor when the card draws a new frame. So wow. there's no lag, there's no tearing, there's no any of that. And I feel like I'm moving my hands too much. But anyway, I said all that to say that um, The Verge has reported that um, AMD is bringing Xbox One X and Xbox One S free sync capability. Wow. Free sync two to be exact. Um, 
normally FreeSync and G-Sync is normally just supported on um, DisplayPort, but obviously there's no DisplayPort adapter yeah, that's on ask. Xbox One X or S. So you apparently you can they've in FreeSync too you can do it over HDMI. So um, that's really cool. Um, I, I think it's interesting to see how this will be implemented. Um, yeah. I, I feel like they could get more graphical detail. Because the thing about it, like if you have a if you have adaptive sync, you won't notice the frame drops quite as much. So it can make like a a, a game that's jumping between let's say sixty or thirty, forty five, and sixty frames a second with adaptive sync. It makes those frame like when a frame rate drops, you don't notice it as much. So it just leads to smoother gameplay. Um, and like I said before, the input lag also is a good benefit of that. So do we know if do we know if um, Microsoft front loaded the Xbox One S and X hardware with something uh, that would allow this, or is this this a different cable spec? Or I mean, what are we going with here? Well, I know the thing is, I know that um, AMD GPUs for quite a few generations have supported FreeSync. So this is using these two consoles are using a custom AMD GPU. So technically. They've always had this capability. Um, the thing is, it's just they haven't really taken advantage of it, mainly because of the HDMI limitation. But yeah. with FreeSync 2, um, and you can actually buy some Samsung. I know Sam's Club, they sell a few Samsung monitors that actually do FreeSync over HDMI. Oh, really? Um, so it doesn't technically have to be FreeSync 2, but I believe that's the technology that they're using to implement this. Basically, all they have to do is turn it on in the software drive or the driver for the video card. And I mean, it, the, the hardware can already do it. So I guess in a way they front loaded it, but I don't think they ever plan. I don't know if they necessarily plan for this, but it's still a cool thing nonetheless. And, and um, doesn't your monitor have to be FreeSync compatible? Yes. Um, you have to have either you have to have a FreeSync or. Uh, monitor. Um, I'm assuming that there are going to be some FreeSync TVs coming out. Yeah, because, that's crazy. <laughs> because, but, but the thing about FreeSync as opposed to G-Sync is with G-Sync, the NVIDIA one, you have to have specialized hardware inside the monitor. Whereas with FreeSync, you don't really have to, it doesn't cost anything to make a, mo- a monitor FreeSync capable. You know, you don't have to add any physical hardware to it. Uh, it's really just dependent on the, the video card you're using. Ah. So, Gotcha. Um, it will be. It won't be. I don't think it'll be that much, uh, or cost really anything extra for Samsung or Vizio or whoever, um, to put FreeSync in their new television line that, that comes out this year. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, we have HDR, we have 4K. This could be the next big buzzword yeah. for, you know, for televisions. Um, and I feel like you you might laugh when I say this, but it might actually even come into play with some like Blu-ray players and um, uh, uh, some Blu-ray players and movies. Cause, um, aren't, you know aren't, how, I was going to say, aren't our movies pretty much locked at 24 frames per second? Um, Well, yeah, movies are locked at 24. Television is like 29.97 or something. But the thing is, um, your, your, your television doesn't know that. It's still updating yeah. at 60 hertz. Yeah, so basically what they can do, and I'm just, this is just total conjecture here. <laughs> what I'm what I'm thinking they can do is turn this on, on the DVD player and you get that, you get that 24 frames a second output from your television where it's not interpolating frames. Cause um, basically what they do 
Um, I don't know if they do this on, on Blu-ray or not, but I know on DVDs, they would take that 24 frames a second movie and they would do something called inverse telesign, where they would take that 24 frames a second, they would turn it into 29.97 to um, match the refresh rate of the television. So like if you, that's why if you pause a DVD, you would get some frames that would be like, they'd be like weird and they'd have the interlacing lines and stuff. Whereas with this, you wouldn't necessarily have to do that, and you would get a more true to cinema experience. Yeah, it makes me kind of think about. Um, I know what's the movie Your Name that me and you were kind of yeah, talking yeah, about. Your but name. but yeah. do we do we know what what is the frame rate of the DVD? Because I know the file we had was showing sixty. Are there DVDs out there, <clears throat> Blu-rays out there that are sixty frames per second that you know of? Um, I don't. I do know you can buy. I know the Blu-ray comes sixty frames a second. I believe. Oh, really? Actually, I don't even know that. I know you can buy buy the video like digital that's sixty ah. frames a second. I don't know if the Blu-ray is sixty frames a second. I know that it was like if you watch it in a movie theater, like I did, it was sixty frames a second in the movie theater. But that's a good question. I have to do some research on it. I'm not entirely sure. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we'll move on. I'm sure I bored you enough with frame rate speak. Oh, that's quite so, awesome, sir. Let's go here. Um oh yeah, so this week, Google Maps. You can get Mario as your your little triangle thing, you know, when you're when you've mapped and you're doing your directions and it's like turn here and there's this little triangle at the bottom yeah. that shows where you are. Uh-huh. Um this week you can turn that into Mario. Um, so Mar- March 10th was Mario Day. Get it? M-A-R-1-0-1-0. Oh, that's kind of a yeah, it's clue. A bit, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a it stretch. Works. It works. It works. It works. Okay, so if you want to get Mario in your Google Maps, um, you update your Google Maps, and when you load it up and enter a destination, instead of pressing start, press the yellow question mark icon, and you will get Mario. So is this on the phone, the, the app, the phone apps? Yep, on the phone. Okay. So Android, uh, iOS doesn't matter. And um, if you press the yellow question mark a hundred times, you can hear the one up sound, which is just oh, wow, pre- pretty pretty lame. But <laughs> I'm sure somebody will do that. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't really have much to say add there. It's just I thought it was pretty cool that they're adding um, Mario to Google Maps. I, I, th- I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 neat. I mean, Google is all for doing the the themed events because I know they do it. I mean, of course, everybody knows they do it on their homepage on Google dot com uh, for certain days and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, this makes me wonder: Do they have some type of deal with <laughs> Nintendo to actually do this, or is it just like them just paying homage? Yeah. And the other thing about this I thought is cool is that I feel like this is maybe even a little bit Google giving Nintendo the nod for finally doing some mobile games. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm sure Nintendo had some part in it, but just to, you know, not, Google doesn't normally play with their map, map yeah. cursor. So I figure maybe some of it has to do with that. It seems like I remember them doing something in the past where they did something to their map. And I can't remember what it was. It seemed like they did something for some day or event or oh, I had to look that up. But yeah, yeah, too. yeah, this this is definitely, definitely cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So shall we oh, move on? Wow. I didn't even yeah. notice this next story. Wow. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's pretty huge. So um, 
Fortnite, which is somewhat taking over the world right now. Um, it's going to have PC, Mac, and mobile co- crossplay, um, which is which is interesting because I didn't even know there was a mobile version. So I I know when this game was originally um, beta tested, like something came out where it said people were saying they saw Xbox people and PlayStation people pop pop up across you know platforms for yeah. like probably an hour or two in the demo and then they cut it off. So I I guess they were serious about that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. At one point it was turned on, so. Um, I guess they're turning it back on. There's no word on PlayStation 4 yet. Hopefully, oh. hopefully, um, hopefully they um come to their senses and allow this. I don't see how them letting this game be crossplay can hurt them at all. Um, I just feel like Sony and Microsoft's kind of switch places. Maybe it's because of their position in this console generation. Well, te- literally they switch places. So I guess that makes yeah. sense. Now that they're the top dog, they're like, no, no, we don't want to help you guys at all. But but weren't Sony the ones coming out at first saying that they were wanted to do cross play or nothing was holding cross play back and they were like telling like we could do it anytime blah 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 and then in the PS3 era yeah they were all about it oh really and yeah they were and then I guess now that they're the lead they're lead because <laughs> I, I think with Rocket League even Xbox One and we not we oh please don't strike me down <laughs> Miyamoto but yeah I, I feel like Switch. So Switch and the Xbox One players can play together on Rocket League, whereas um, and there's a I think there's a few more games where there's crossplay between Switch and the Xbox, but there's no Switch, Xbox, PS4. Yeah, there's always, PS4 and PC, but no anything else. Yeah, it seems like there's quite a few PS4 and PC. <laughs> I know there's Street Fighter as well as um, yeah. uh, like you just said, Rocket League. So yeah, I, I just wish they get their act together. You know, I can't really. I mean. To to do this is a huge shift. To actually have true cross platform would be a huge shift. But I I think that it definitely can happen. Um, if if we just uh if the companies just you know, swallow their pride a little bit, <laughs> it's probably yeah. more about dollars to be honest. Yeah, I I think the thing Sony's afraid of is people having to register for a Microsoft account because I think for some of the games on switch you have to register for a microsoft account or something there's, there's there's some there's some weird thing there i'm not sure what it is exactly so don't quote me on that but i think that may have been the main reason they were hesitant but ah i hope hopefully we'll see more games like this in the future that you know open the floodgates let people play because i mean fortnite isn't going to influence your <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if you like fortnite but fortnite is going to influence your decision on whether you buy a ps4 or xbox it's not a system seller so like i just don't see the danger in them doing this but yeah agreed cool so do we have anything else i think we've pretty much uh run the gamut <coughs> um i don't know uh I don't, I don't think i have anything that i can think of that this jumped out at me this week Cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, so we have quite a few projects going on. Um, my brother Clint, you want to talk about uh, some of the other things you got going? Or? Yeah. Well, we have discussing Trek, formerly known as the STD Podcast, a <laughs> <laughs> hey, Star Trek Discovery Podcast. So yeah, me, me, and you on that. It's kind of a you know the season is over, so we're kind of doing filler stuff. Uh, we're gonna go back and maybe talk about some of the older series. But yeah, we have that along with, uh, I do another po- podcast called Discussing Who, where we talk all about, 
all about Doctor Who and uh, everything Who related. And we also have something called Discussing Comics, where it's more um, pretty much everything else, <laughs> but it's more comics related. So, yeah, uh, if you guys are into that, please check either one of those out. Cool. And um, I guess that's it for us uh, this week. Hi, Mom. I noticed you're watching, so hope you enjoyed our nerd fest. Um, <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for everybody joining the chat. <laughs> Peace. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.